Hey everyone, my name is Jade and you are listening to the It's a Mind Game podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic week. This episode is a little bit late to be uploaded. I'm sorry. Um, it's just been a little bit hectic here the last few weeks. So Kasima turned one on the 20th, which was two days ago. Um, and prior to that, she's been teething really badly. So uh, normally the times that I allocate to prep and record for podcasts uh, is when she's napping and those didn't happen. Um But I guess that's the journey of parenthood and trying to squish everything all in is that sometimes it's going to go to plan and other times it's not. So um, with this podcast, I was aiming to do every Monday, but I think I'm going to try and aim for every second Monday because I don't really like the idea of um, not being consistent. So I'm going to aim for every second Monday. um, And then if I can get some bonus content up in between, then I'll absolutely do that. Um, I hope you've really been enjoying all the episodes so far. I've been getting some really nice messages from you all, which is beautiful. And I absolutely love hearing from you. And I've also created some really great friendships as well. So while I haven't ever seen you face to face, it feels like um, we've created this really lovely bond and can connect over so many things, whether it be um, our previous health concerns, our current lifestyles now, or, you know, just bonding over the fact that we've got kids and you know, all the beautiful things life has to offer. So for anyone who's reached out, thank you. It's been great. Um, And anyone who wants to reach out, please don't be shy. I'd love to hear from you. So today's episode, I thought it would be a good place or a time to talk about calorie counting. Um, Some of it will fall in line with HA recovery um, listeners, others it'll fall in line for those that are new year, new me kind of mentality. Um, One, it is a new year, but you don't need to be new you But if you want to be a better version of you, that's amazing and do whatever makes you happy and healthy. Um, So look, calorie counting is a tricky one. And if you come from a HA background, you might have done calorie counting and that sort of led you to where you are now. Um, And if you've never calorie counted before, it might be something you're contemplating as a means to lose weight. So everyone's got a different opinion on calorie counting. Um... And honestly, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So while I want to open up the conversation, because honestly, I do truly believe that calorie counting can be beneficial at times. Um, I also believe that it can be debilitating at times. So I'm going to go into both of that. Um, But I think everything is circumstantial. So depending on where you're at in your timeline right now will dictate whether it's going to be a suitable thing for you or not. Um, So some basics. Calorie counting is really good when you are learning about food, nutrient content and calorie density. So if you've never taken note of um, what's in food and then suddenly you're feeling quite heavy, maybe your health's being affected and you need to lose weight as a means to live a happier, healthier life, calorie counting can be helpful because you don't know what you don't know. So you might be eating um, I don't know, a crumbed and fried chicken schnitzel thinking, yeah, but I have chicken every night for dinner. And then suddenly you have a grilled chicken breast and you enter that in your calorie counter and you realize the difference between the two. So one's got a lot more fat, a lot more carbohydrates in it um, and much lower protein. And then suddenly you have your chicken breast, which is higher in protein, um, lower in calories. And then you might also notice that your tummy feels a little bit better after eating it because it, um, it's a much lighter food to consume on your stomach. Um, So from a learning point of view, it's very helpful. Also nuts and seeds and things like that. So they're incredible snacks. But at the same time, if you're eating a whole bag of nuts in one day and you're trying to lose weight, 
not the best option. So again, calorie counting, you'll recognize how much is in, say, a whole bag of nuts and go, oh, hang on, maybe I just need to have a little handful and then that's perfect for my daily intake and it still helps me achieve my goals. So awareness is key. I do believe that even on the learning front, though, it's a tool that I would only suggest someone use for one to two months because while we like to say that we love variety in our food and we eat different things every day, if you actually had a look at what you eat over a week to two weeks, most meals you will recycle um, unless you go out for dinner. And most of the time, if you go out for dinner, you're going to pick something that you wouldn't eat at home because that's sort of the fun in eating out. Um So from a tool point of view, you know, using a calorie counter for one to two months, recognizing exactly what you're eating, how you can improve, it can be a really helpful tool. It can really help um, get that initial weight loss happening and teach you how to eat in order to uh, get the body that you're after, the health that you're after and maintain that. Um, If you are doing a bodybuilding prep or something sports specific where you need to be tracking your macros and your calories in order to achieve that goal, again, it's a very helpful tool. Um, And especially if you're doing an aggressive comp prep, I'd find it very tricky to believe anyone could do that without calorie counting um, unless they were just you know, eating in ridiculously low amounts, calorie counting sort of gives you the the potential to eat as little as possible in order to achieve that leanness, but also maximizing um, what you need to in order to, you know, stay alive and functioning. Um, it can be helpful for reverse dieting as well, if necessary. Um, mainly that's a control front though. So again, tread with caution and it's not a long-term thing. Um But now on the bad side of calorie counting, so it does breed an all or nothing mentality. So if you have calorie counted before, you would probably be well aware that it's very much the mindset of I'm either counting calories and succeeding at life or I'm not. And realistically, that's not an easy or sustainable way to live, Um, especially if you've got that sort of perfectionist mentality, um, it's much easier to get obsessed in those numbers and give yourself a little tick at the end of the day because you've you've achieved those calories or you've done it perfect. And then if you happen to go out for dinner or for lunch where you can't weigh your food or you can't tell exactly what ingredients are in there and then suddenly you can't accurately put it in the app, you feel like you failed for the day because you haven't done it perfectly. It also can start breeding in that feeling of guilt because, well, if I can't add it in my app, I've ruined the day because I need to do everything perfect. Um, It doesn't allow for lifestyle fluctuations. So if you're eating out, if you've got social events, um, if it doesn't have a barcode, so simultaneously it kind of takes you away from being sociable because if you get really um, passionate and excited and feel really, really great about controlling all your food, measuring it, getting these results, suddenly uh, the idea of going out, it it doesn't tick all the boxes that it needs to because you might find yourself prioritizing being able to measure everything, weigh everything. And suddenly it's like, well, it's not worth me going out and seeing my friends because I can't tell exactly what's in my food and I can't add it in perfectly in my app. So that's where it's not a lifestyle Um Personally, I don't think it's a very good lifestyle choice. It takes away thinking for yourself as well. So if, again, if you're learning how to eat, what to eat, it's super helpful. Um, But once you've learnt those skills on portion sizes and what are better foods to eat, what are, you know, things to eat in moderation, you don't need to constantly be reminding yourself. You know, you're a clever human being. Once you've learned what you need to do, you can do that ongoing without an app, without a scales. Um, But if you're constantly calorie counting, you stop trusting 
yourself to listen to your hunger cues and potentially foods that you need because it's natural for us to be hungry some days and not hungry on others. You know, we're not a calculator. We're not a book. We're not perfectly made to do the same things every single day. So you might have a day where you do feel really hungry and you eat an extra meal or you eat an extra few snacks and then the next day you're about normal and then the day after that you've barely got any appetite at all. That's normal. But if you're calorie counting and it's like, no, but I must have my 1,500, my 2,000 every single day, you don't allow your body to have that natural rhythm. Um, And, I mean, if you were to look at your appetite over, say, a month and list the foods that you eat from day to day, you'd probably find that some days you have low days, some days you have high days, but overall you hit about the same amount weekly. Um, And calorie counting doesn't really cater to that. Um, Losing trust about what to eat is a really tricky thing as well because come time that you decide, I've had enough of this, um, there's a big fear to not use the app because you're scared of eating too much or not eating enough or binging. Um, And mainly that comes from creating that mindset that it should be the same amount of food every single day. Um, so suddenly you know you've eaten more than what you would have if you were calorie counting and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to blow out. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to do this every single day. Uh, I've, I've just got to go back. Um, and the reality is it's really not like that. Um, unless you're coming from a HA or eating disordered background, then potentially it could be. And the main reason for that is because you've been restricting calories for such a long time that as soon as you go, all right, I'm just going to listen to my hunger, you're really, really hungry. Um, And I did experience this firsthand through my HA recovery journey, which was at the start, my appetite was so intense and it scared the wits out of me because I thought, oh my goodness, with, if I listen to this hunger, I'm going to be the size of a house and I don't want to be the size of a house. Like, um, And I'm all for confidence at every size, but I'm purely talking about my thoughts going through this um, because you might be feeling the same way. So you're not alone. I'm just trying to talk to you on that level. Um, and I remember being like, I, I can't listen to my hunger because I know food well and I know the contents and I know how many calories I'm having and if I have that amount of calories for the rest of my life, I'm going to be a big human and I don't want to be a big human. Um, but the thing is, if you your body's really just trying to make up for what it hasn't had. So um, personally, and you'll probably hear it from other women uh, that have dieted, so it's not even a HA-specific thing, is that if you've done some really chronic dieting for some time and then all of a sudden you go, enough, I'm just going to listen to my hunger, eat whatever, um, you, you'll probably gain some weight at the start. Highly likely you're going to gain some weight at the start. Your appetite's going to be quite high. Um, but then you get to a point where your appetite starts to settle and also your weight starts to settle. And I'm not saying this on a weight loss, weight gain point of view, but it's I do believe that your body does have this happy stat, state. And some people talk about um, that in different medical uh, journals. They're, what's it called? Set weight. I think they call it set weight. Um, sorry, I've had a little mind blank. Um, set point weight is what it is. Uh, and I thought that that set point weight would be the highest weight you get through after, you know, relieving yourself from heavy dieting and restrictive eating. Um, but after going through it and speaking to other people and other physicians, I feel like it's almost like you have the overshoot first and then you slowly drop back when your appetite settles and that's more of your set point weight. Um, and that can still be chopped and changed. Like if you're training in a mindful and 
you know, way that's good for your body, um, you still can be lean and fertile and healthy and free from calorie counting and trusting your intuition and eating well. Um, sorry, I've gone on a massive detour. All right, so calorie counting back to what it's not so great for. Um, it also means that it's harder to apply an open scenario. So that's going back to the social events. And it really, it gives you a kick out of numbers rather than life. So um, I don't know why it's so satisfying, but when I was calorie counting, measuring everything, doing it all perfect, I was like, I feel great. This is awesome. I'm really doing, I'm succeeding at life. But the thing is it sort of consumed my life um, because I was so focused on getting that perfect and training perfect that I've always had a full-time job. I've always worked, but I was neglecting my uh, relationships and social commitments, um, you know, family events because I was so fixated on, I guess, quote unquote, health side of things. Um, but if you're away from calorie counting, it, it opens up that space to, to be social, to enjoy eating food for the deliciousness of it rather than the calorie content of it. Um, and a big thing is just going back to that trust is that if you're dictating your hunger and what your body needs over an app versus you, that's, a, that's not a nice spot to be in. And again, if you're comp prepping, it's a different story because you're going to be hungry and let's be honest, you can't eat because you're not going to get to that body fat percentage unless you're starving yourself. Um, with, sorry, I do have a few notes here that I go to from time to time. So if I pause, it's just because I'm quickly summarising. Um, my personal experience with calorie counting has been up and down, and I just want to share with you how it's helped me in life and how it sort of sabotaged me. And then I'm going to lead into where I'm at now and how my body's changed as a result of that because it might be something that's helpful for you too. So uh, if you're familiar with my story, you would know my journey, I guess, all started when I decided to do a fitness competition and, of course, I did calorie counting. Um, it was great. I loved it. I learned heaps about food. I learned how to manipulate my diet. I learned how to manipulate my body. I got my body fat down. I got a trophy at my comp. Um, I went on to do another comp. Um, it was fantastic. It helped me in the exact way that I needed it to help me, which was perfect. But I held on to it for too long. So after a comp prep, you're not meant to stay that lean. And I decided I wanted to stay that lean because I thought my happiness was dictated by being lean. Um, so therefore calorie counting become a bit more of a toxic thing because I was obsessed with it and I couldn't not do it. Um, you know, it bred the less is best kind of mentality. Um, and I didn't trust myself at all. Like unless I could put it in my app, um, I was just, I'd rather not eat. I'd rather go out and not eat than um, risk eating too much or not enough. Or on the other side of the fence, I wouldn't eat all day so that I could go out for dinner because then I knew there's no way I'd have 1,200 calories in one meal. Um, and it just become this, this cycle that I couldn't break free from. Um, when I recognised 
my eating disorders in the future. So I wasn't bulimic anorexic at the start. Um, that come quite some time later. And I think that was as, as a result of my body telling me that you can't keep being this lean anymore. I'm going to make you so hungry that you binge. Um, and you've heard that story before, so I won't go into that. Um, but when I decided I needed to get myself out of the funk that I was in, it actually become helpful for me. So by that point in time, I did have a lot of fear foods. So I was I can't eat nuts, I can't eat peanut butter, I, I can't eat cake, I can't eat chocolate, da-da-da-da-da-da, um, because I was scared I'd wake up the next morning and just blow out, which is really funny because, you know, you know so much about food at this point in time and a slice of cake isn't going to make you gain a kilo. Um, but for whatever reason, you just catastrophize everything in your head. And I'm smiling as I say that right now because I remember feeling like so smart about nutrition and I know it all, da-da-da-da-da, which clearly I didn't because I over-dieted for so long. Um, but yeah, it's quite funny to think like, oh, I can't possibly have an unhealthy food because that'll ruin everything. Um, the other side of that as well, though, is that I did take a lot of pride in eating nutrient-dense foods because I felt so much better eating them. So as you might recognize, if you eat really, I'm going to say clean foods because you know what I mean when I say that. Um, you do feel better, like your digestion's great, your skin will be clearer, your mood's great. Um, and then you eat something like, I don't know, fish and chips that's loaded with oil and fats and you feel heavy in the tummy. You might feel a bit sick afterwards. Um, if you don't, that's fantastic. But I, I always did. Um, so that was another reason why I didn't really want to have like fear foods because one, I was terrified I'd gain a kilo in a day. And two, I always felt crap afterwards mentally and physically. So there wasn't much motivation to tackle that. Um, but when I got to a point where there was just too many foods that I didn't want to eat because of X, Y, Z reasons, um, calorie counting actually helped me break through. So I would allocate, you know, some chocolate on my daily intake, um, or I might allocate in Oh, I don't know, like something fried or a food that I would not normally eat, I'd add it into my daily calories because then as long as it met what I set the target for for that day, it still made me really nervous at the start. But as I kept doing it, I come, I become more relaxed around those foods. And then suddenly it was like, oh, you know, nothing crazy is happening. Um, I still feel okay. My weight's staying the same or you know, whatever it might be. Um, and I was taking the anxiety away from eating those foods. So yes, it was still in a super controlled environment. I mean, I wasn't just having a Tim Tam. I was having a Tim Tam, tracking it in my app, making sure it didn't go over my daily calorie count for the day. Um, so yes, that's obsessive. Yes, it's controlling. But for me, that helped me break through that first step. And sometimes you just need to do whatever you need to do in order to get there. Um, from there, I I kept doing that and I think half the reason I stopped calorie counting was I got to a point where my body just started gaining weight anyway, even if I kept my calories at whatever number. Um, and I think I just got fed up with it and I got sick of weighing everything. And at that point, I wasn't really afraid of eating much foods. I started CrossFit, which was like a eat, eat to train kind of um, mentality. And yeah, I just slowly broke away. Um, so as you can see, it's calorie counting is multifaceted. So there were some really positive parts in me using it um, for the comp prep and to break through my fear foods. But then obviously there was a really bad part, which was where I it took away from you know lifestyle. It took away from some level of happiness around food, um, and 
yeah, you know what I'm saying, you know. Uh, how I'm living now, how you might decide to live as well. Um, for a long time, I thought unless I was calorie counting or dieting or doing all these crazy things, I couldn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. And honestly, I'm in a place now where I'm happy with what I eat. I'm happy with how I train and I'm happy with how I look. And I didn't think that would be possible ever. Um, and I guess this is where it's going to relate to the general public rather than anybody else. And that is if you've done diets many times before and they don't work and then you lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, it's not your fault. Okay. It is not your fault. The diet industry is so riddled with these crazy lemon juice detoxes and diet shakes and all this jibber jabber that will get you to lose weight for the first couple of weeks and then you realize that you want to enjoy life or get away from it and what happens? You gain the weight straight back only to feel crap about yourself and jump straight back on that diet because you tell yourself that it worked. But here's the thing, it doesn't work because you couldn't sustain it forever and the reason you couldn't sustain it forever is because it's silly, okay? As an example, you might decide, and this is an approach that I take, that you eat nutritious, nutritious foods 90% of the time. So that means that if I want to eat a couple of squares of chocolate a day, I can because that's my, you know, 10% of the 90. If I want to eat pancakes on a Saturday with my family, then that's what I do because that's the 10% of my 90. Um, and as a result of that, my body looks a particular way of eating good food 90% of the time, training four days a week, walking most days of the week. That's my lifestyle choice. And it's super easy. And that allows for my physique to take a particular shape. And then as I get stronger, as I get fitter, it'll keep sort of morphing itself. Now, I'm not saying you need to do a 90-10 by any means at all. What I'm getting at is you need to pick a balance that suits what's really important to you. So I, for one, don't, I love eating out, but I don't do it often. So for me to go 90-10, it's pretty easy because if I did go out for dinner, I'm not going to pick something that I'd cook at home. I want to pick something that's a little bit yummier or, um, yeah, sort of out of the ordinary. And that's what makes me enjoy eating out because it's not something I'd eat at home. So you might be sitting here listening going 90% of the time, like I love to go out for dinner and drinks three nights a week. Yeah, that's fantastic. If that's important to you and that's what you want to do, you do that. Um, and I'm talking, you know, you're, you're, you're healthy, you're not um, needing to change these things because a doctor's told you, right? We're just talking general terms. Um, and then you might go, all right, so for me, 70 to 80% of the time, I'm eating really good food. Once you make that decision and that's your choice, it gives you ownership because you've set a rule that's going to complement your lifestyle. And therefore, it's not going to put you in this place of um, win-loss, 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 and which means that your weight goes up, down, up, down, up, down. Key thing to remember, though, is if you're eating healthy food 70%, 80% of the time, is that you're not going to get the results of someone who's eating well 90 95% of the time. And no one's expecting you to look a particular way, to eat a particular way, to train a particular way. You need to choose what is best for you and then set your markers. So you might go, you know what, Jade, I'm really happy to just do a weight session twice a week, go for a walk every second day and eat good food 80% of the time. Awesome. 
Awesome. Do that and give it time. If you set that as your standard and that's your minimum. So if you happen to have an awesome week where you ate great food 95% of the time or you got to train an extra two sessions or you walked even more than you normally would, like that's fantastic and that's great. Pat on the back. Cool. But that's not, you don't need to maintain that every single week. You want to find out what your what your marker is that you can maintain and sustain and then do that all the time and watch your body change. So it's not going to be this crazy crazy weight loss in a couple of weeks because you've, I don't know, cut out food and you're living, living off lemon juice, but it will be a gradual drop where you're happy in the process because you're not cutting out things that you love, like socializing or eating yummy foods or having drinks or whatever it might be. Um, but you'll also notice that you don't have this crazy win, lose, fail, win mentality. It's just a really set, happy, healthy way of living. Um, if you're listening to this and something clicks in your brain and you decide to take this process, please do it for three months and then send me a message on Instagram or an email because I'd love to hear from you because I guarantee if you set out what your minimum requirement is in order for you to lead a happy, healthy life that's reasonable, um, I guarantee your body will take shape in a really positive way that's easy for you to achieve and maintain. Because that's another thing about these crazy diets is that you might have the weight loss, but you can't maintain it because as soon as you go back to to work or to um, living like a normal human, you can't keep your calories that low all the time um, without some sort of backlash of it, where this will breed a really nice place for you to eat, enjoy, and be happy and healthy. Um, another thing to remember if you're coming from an overweight side of the fence is that if it's taken you months, years to gain this weight, it's going to take months to lose the weight. And if you lose the weight that you need to in a couple of weeks, like be careful, that's dangerous. Um, and that's why those crazy diets don't work either. Like you, your health is so important and it shouldn't be stuffed around with just people trying to sell you crap. Um, eat good foods, drink well, like hydrate, Pick your minimum requirement. It could be just 10,000 steps a day. You don't even need to go to the gym. Pick what's important to you, what's easy for you to achieve, and that's going to honor your goals long-term and do that. And the best part is this will chop and change as you go. So six months from now, your minimum requirement might be different. You might train more. You might eat better more often. You might, um, I don't know, you might be stretching, doing yoga, whatever. Um, But what I'm getting at is, depending on where you're at in your life right now, you need to do an audit and find out exactly where you're at. So if you are under eating, you might need to use a calorie counter to give yourself permission to eat 2,000, 2,500 calories because you've decided that that's that's your that's important to you right now. I need to eat 2,500 calories. I need to reset my metabolism. I need to get my period back. Um, I don't know what 2,500 calories looks like. So I need to use my app for the next two months so that I know what it looks like. And then I can action that every day. And then I get rid of the app done. And I just continue eating the way I've learned how to. You might be on the other side of the fence where you need to lose weight. You've got no idea how to do it. So you want to use the app for two months to teach yourself what's in food, what you should be consuming, what you uh, can consume in order to achieve your goals. Use it for two months. Fantastic. Let it go. 
Um, could be on the other side of the fence where calorie counting is ruining your life. You've had enough. You need to break free and set your minimum requirements. I'm going to eat good food X amount of percent of the time. I'm going to um, maybe you're just going to use a calorie counting app three days a week and then you'll drop it down to two days a week, one day a week, whatever it might be. Um, if you are doing a comp prep, then, you know, just don't use the calorie app for too long. Um, I feel like I've covered everything that I wanted to in this episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. Um, sorry, it did go a little bit in out, but I hope there was some level of education in why calorie counting can be good, why calorie counting can be bad, and why it's so personal. Um, so if anything, I hope this episode has encouraged you to take a look at your life and what improvements can be made around your nutrition and your health. And if you know there's something to learn from your calorie counting for a short period of time, fantastic. And if there's something for you to gain um, from ditching the calories, then I hope this gives you the inspiration to do so. Once again, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please give it a like um, or share it with someone you know? So happy to have you here and I hope to join you in the next one.